Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years. And with those stories came the emotional, spiritual, and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek, a sixth generation shaman and best-selling author of Spirit Hacking, bridges the gap between science and spirituality and brings us back to our roots. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders, to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. The time has come to end codependency and put the power back into people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hey Tribe, we're going to take a short break to hear from one of our amazing sponsors, who is Lit Verified. What is the shaman school? No, you're not going to be studying to pursue a career in shamanism or to bang a drum. The definition of shamanism is one who understands relationship. The Shaman School offering reminds you how to have a better relationship with things and how to nurture these relationships, whether it be with yourself, the food you eat, the people you meet, your ancestry, community, the global community, animals, nature, and so forth. My goal is to demystify spirituality, to add a bit of science and understanding of how things operate in the energetic planes. The Shaman School's no-nonsense teaching explores all faculties of experience, from the physical, the emotional range, the mental capacity for information, dialogue, lexicon, energy, perception, awareness, how to understand the energy of currency, and so much more. Fundamental education teaches the basics that we need in society, how to read, write, add, subtract, pay our bills, or how to become doctors, artists, mechanics, etc. But the Shaman School is a school that we all should have been a part of, one that offers the additional tools needed to better understand who we are, why we think the way we do, what's going on behind the scenes, and what we are actually seeing and processing. Are you living well? Are you paying bills just to keep the roof over your head? Are you in a relationship but not fulfilled? Satisfaction cannot be lowered anymore by the inability to recognize possibility. Living well means fulfilling your ideas and your goals and your dreams and having the best time doing it. In the Shaman School, I've extracted the best from all of the world philosophies, religions, spiritual teachings, and theories, offering a juice without pulp that will empower your life. The Shaman School invites you to a world where you're able to seize the tools of understanding, where you're able to have fun and have more because you deserve more. Go to shamandurek.com and click on The Shaman School for the first step toward ultimate happiness and an understanding of your truest self. Let's make things easier and not harder for our life. We deserve that. See you soon. Hello, tribe, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. And we are making waves, waves that are lifting and shifting your consciousness to be able to see the understandings of loopholes that you've been trapped in 
and giving you the tools and the understandings on how to remove yourself from all of these loopholes so that you are able to get off the hamster wheel of Groundhog's Day and get into manifesting amazing possibility. And all of that is happening in your life. And all you have to do is remove yourself from the need to be right. Now, what does that look like? Well, the need to be right is one of the biggest reasons why people stay in their loopholes because they want to be right about everything. They want to be right that there's no good women and men out there and that everyone is like this and this is what the world looks like and this is what it's been like and this is right, right, right all the time. Every time you open your mouth, you want to be right about what you believe. You want to be right about everything, even in your spiritual path. You want to be right about it instead of allowing yourself to live an adventurous life, a life filled with joy and excellence brought on by the spirit helpers who are there to support you so that your life can move in beautiful directions that you never even thought could be possible. Do you have to have everything under control? Sometimes it's important for you to just say, you know, control spirit, it's time for you to go on a vacay. It's time for you to go and soak up some sun far, far, far away from me. So that way I can get to enjoying this adventure without needing to be perfect and control everything and try to have it all figured out. And notice I said, try, try. Because try is all you will do because spirit has a plan for you. And it doesn't always want you to know the plan. What fun would life be if you knew about every single thing that was going to happen to you? Sometimes it's nice to get a little hint there and a little hint here. But the thing is, when you put your energy in wanting to control every possibility with what you think it should be, you have to remember this one thing, my loves, is that the universe itself has so many pathways and so many doorways and so many windows in which to look through and which to step through and which to be able to walk on that you may actually not realize that the path that you've set out on is actually a much more difficult path than the one the universe had for you. And all you had to do was to stop being right. Stop being right and stop proving yourself to be right so you can be right about nothing and continue to experience things that are not pleasant. We are living in a different time now. And there's no excuse with all the amazing people out there and books and amazing information that you can get for you to be stuck in that space of righteousness, that space of building a dam and not allowing the waters of life to flow, 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 flow. You got to flow to grow. You got to flow, flow, flow to grow. You got to flow to grow. You got to flow, flow, flow to grow. You got to flow to grow. You got to let it go. You got to realize that you really don't know. You got to flow to grow. You got to flow to grow. You got to flow to grow because you really don't know. But if you want to go into the flow, you got to let go so you can get in the flow so you can grow and flow and grow and grow and flow. 
So you don't really have to. No, 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 you've got the power to succeed, but you just gotta let it all go. So you can get into the flow, 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 flow. Now there's times in someone's life where they've been so much strife, they can't see what is going on. They're controlling everything they do and all it does is set them back because they don't want to let go. They talk about it, they dream about it, they want to get in the flow, but they don't want to let go of the things that they don't know. It's okay being wrong and it's okay realizing that you just have to let things go to get in the flow, 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 to get in the flow. To get in the flow, flow, flow. To get in the flow, flow, flow. All you gotta do is let, let go. To get in the flow. You don't have to be right. You don't have to be right. You just have to let the beings of light take you to the places you didn't know. To get in the flow. Get in the flow. Flow, 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 and grow, 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 get into the flow. You see, when we get into the flow, we know that it's time to let go. And what are we letting go of, tribe? We are letting go of the things we think we know the way we want our life to go, the plans that we are making, the way that we are doing everything, control, control, making plans. And how do we know those plans are the easiest, most effective way to get to where we want to go? You see, spirit always waits on you and waits on you to keep beating your head against the wall, walking in circles, and constantly going through the continuous cycle of that loophole, that hamster wheel, that Groundhog's Day mentality, until you surrender the part of your ego that wants to control everything and make sure that it gets exactly what it wants. It's like that kid that didn't get the gift that it wants and it stomps its feet and gets upset and throws a temper tantrum and you know, puts its arms in cross arms and kicks the dirt and says, it's not fair, everyone gets what they want but I don't. I don't get what I want. Everyone else does. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. Well, guess what? Just because someone got it in one way doesn't mean you're supposed to get it in that way. And in fact, the universe has an amazing gift to bring you, amazing surprises to share with you, amazing, spectacular experiences for you to have. But it needs you to let go of that part of your ego that thinks it needs to have everything figured out without letting the spirits support you and showing you surprises. Don't you want a surprise? Don't you want something that shows up and you would least expect it to happen and then it happens because you're so caught off guard because you had no idea that the person that is your ultimate love was standing right next to you or in your circle of friends or not even that far from you? 
But the whole time you've been looking in the wrong direction because you have your idea thinking that it should be like this and like this and like that. And the person has to be like this and like this. Or perhaps it's your thing that brings you joy, your greatest devotion, right? Because we don't say job, we say devotion. Your greatest devotion that brings you joy and service. And that thing that you think it is, isn't really what it is because you haven't let go and let spirit show you. And so one of the greatest things you can do is say, spirit helpers, spirits of the light, divine beings, creation, source, God, Allah, Jesus, or whoever it is that you feel connected to, it could be whatever you want it to be because there are no rules in shamanism. It's all about staying in that space of devotion and love without putting any kind of restrictions on yourself of what you can and cannot do to express yourself in your spiritual evolution. Recognizing that they are there to see your highest place met, your highest heart met, your highest ideals met, but they can't meet it by fighting you. And they won't, they will not. No spirit of the light will ever fight you to get you to change or to see something different. It will just wait till you burn yourself out and get tired of fighting it when it's never fought you. It's always just loving you and saying, I have the most amazing plan for you, but you have your own plan. And so I'm just gonna go ahead and let you use your free will to figure out whatever that is for you. And then when you are tired and done of fighting yourself because the way that you've planned it isn't actually in the most harmonious way, You'll listen to us spirits and let us guide you to the place where you need to be, the person you need to be with, and the place that supports you at the highest level for your evolution. And that's where you really let go. That's when you really start to trust. That's what trust is really about. It's about really letting go and saying, I have no idea. I know what makes me happy but I have no idea how it's gonna come into fruition. I have no clue how it's gonna manifest itself and what it's going to do and how it's going to get me there. I have no clue about any of it. All I know is what makes me happy. And that right there, that right there is the sparkle, is the star point for all things to become manifest. That right there is how spirit hones in on how to put all of the pieces together for you, for your highest happiness. It's just for you to understand what makes you happy, what brings you joy, what elates you, what makes you feel exuberant and free and full of life and excited. Where do you get excited in your life? That's what spirit wants you to focus on and that's it. You don't have to plan or you don't have to go and beat the pavement and hustle and do all these other things. All of that will be done for you. That's what spirit is there for. All of that will be done for you. The pieces will come together naturally and effortlessly. The people will just show up. The path will just be shown to you. Everything will just be nicely organized for you without you having to stress. Because that, my darlings, is how it was meant to be. It was never for us to toil and to work hard. And I use the word work hard because that's what people call it. You know, they call it hard work. When truth, it's just devotion of service. A place where you want to be to express yourself because it brings you the greatest joy. And in that, yes, you get to make money and be successful and have the beautiful things in your life that you so desire, however you choose it. It doesn't have to be a struggle. 
It doesn't have to be a hustle. It doesn't have to be a grind. It doesn't have to be any of these things, but we make it those things because the ego thinks that its value and its purpose is in those things. Your value and purpose is being happy. Your value and purpose is being feeling good. Your value and purpose is knowing how sparkly you feel every morning you wake up because all you have to do is get excited about the things that make you happy and spirit will put it together for you. It was never meant for you to be stressed out. How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to do this? How, 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 how? Those words should never come out of your mouth. And trust me, I've caught myself saying those words and then I have to stop and go to spirit and say, spirit, what about this how? And spirit goes, get rid of that how. Shaman Dirk. It's not about a how. It's about a just being clear about what brings you joy and what makes you excited, what makes you happy, what turns you on, what lights you up, what elates you. And then leave it to us and we'll show you. And you know what? It does. And it does over and over and over again. And even when it does, we still sometimes go back to that place where we start to doubt and have fear again. And you know what about that? That's because we're human. And you don't have to beat up on yourself just because you go into those places. Nurturing the self is one of the greatest grand gestures of self-love you can ever show yourself. And I'm not talking about self-love where you go to a psychic and they tell you you need to learn to love yourself because you do love yourself. You may love yourself at different degrees, but you love yourself nonetheless. What I'm talking about here is realizing that the act of self-love is a continuous journey there is no perfection. It's a continuous journey of experiencing new and new feelings run through your body and felt in every aspect of your being because you are showing up for you and you are bringing in the core values of energy that your soul needs in order to continue to expand, express, and create. And I'm sure you're saying, it sounds easy or better said than done. And then I have to ask you a question when you would say something like that. Why would you say something like that? Why don't you say easy said, easy done? Why does something have to always be met with some negative statement to keep you in your place and then you wonder why you're there? I say be done with that. Focus on that which is possible, not that which is not possible. There is no not. And in, in truth, when you do say not, you're actually casting a spell, which is actually putting you in quite of a knot. You know how ropes are tied into knots? It puts you in a knot because you say that it's not. Say that it is. Say that it's possible. Say that it's easy and say that it's effortless. And say all I have to do is know my truth of what brings me joy and happiness. And if you can't find what brings you joy and happiness, that's because you have control and perfectionist issues and you are looking at how other people are going to perceive, relate, understand, or get you. It's not about what other people get, understand, or relate to. It's about what you understand, what you relate to, and that you get you. Look, people are people and everyone's gonna have an opinion in this world. Everyone has an idea. Everyone's projecting those things out into the universe, into the world. But it doesn't mean that it has to stop your flow to let go and to really let the spirit show you what you don't know so you can have an amazing life. You see, people make other people create roadblocks for themselves because they're concerned about other people and what other people are doing and saying. And it's not important. 
let people say and do whatever they want to do. It doesn't matter because what's important is how you feel. And when you feel good, you make other people feel good. And when you make other people feel good, they feel good in making other people feel good. And before you know it, it's a beautiful chain reaction that brings more of the consciousness of our planet ever getting to the point of heaven on earth or whatever you want to interpret it as. The most important thing is that you stay in a place of knowing the truth that brings you joy and happiness and leave the other stuff up to the spirit helpers because they're here to support you and love you through the process of recognizing that you deserve a surprise and you don't always have to know what's inside the box that's coming your way. Just know that spirit always has the best intentions for you. And even when something doesn't look so well or doesn't seem so well, it's because spirit has the best intentions for you. The best intentions for you to reach a higher place of consciousness through experiencing surprise after surprise after surprise. So get excited for the surprises and be open and welcome them in and watch this world change for you just by you letting go and realizing that you do not know. If you want more of this, continue to come back to Ancient Wisdom today. I love sharing information with you to keep you lit. Amala Ashe. And if you want, set up an appointment with me at shamandurek.com. You can come into group sessions or individual sessions and also check out the optimizers, get involved in the classes, get on the lit train, baby, because we are going into outer space to change all the things in our place and to rock the base. <laughs> so I love you so much. And I know, I know you got this message. I know you do. And I know how powerful you are. And I know what you're capable of creating. And I know it all starts with you letting go, getting into the flow and realizing you don't know. Love you. Lit Verified store is open. But what does Lit Verified mean? Lit Verified is an acknowledgement and stamp of approval by the tribe. I have tried each of these products and they are the best. Lit Verified products vary from beauty, technology, clothing, food, health, and wellness, and anything that is ethically sourced, organic, maintained, and sustainable. Not every product offered to the team passes the Lit Verified test. No, not at all. Every Lit Verified product is carefully researched. Every CEO has been met with. Every ingredient carefully looked into the process production of all of it. I have seen the impact these vendors are making. Their vision and ethics are aligned with our tribe, with people who are consciously supporting community and want to make a difference in our world and make it a better place for us. Lit Verified products are ethically sourced and meet the highest industry standards. When purchasing Lit Verified products, we give back by creating sustainability and by leading the world to make better choices. You can be confident that you're buying into a company that supports a vision for change, not just a company that wants to line their pockets with money. We live in a time where we are oversaturated by commercials, TV, and social media, where far too many celebrities and influencers are endorsing things they know nothing about and things they might be doing damage to people, to the earth, and to animals. With Lit Verified, we've taken that doubt out of the equation. You're not only getting the best, 
but you're also doing the best. Pick up your awesome Lit Verified items at shamandurek.com and click on the link that takes you to Lit Verified. Love well, tribe. All right, tribe. Time to hear from our special guest. Hello, Ancient Wisdom Today, powerful leaders of legacy. I am so happy to be here with you and to be in studio with Laura Fredrickson. Now, first of all, let me just tell you, I met this amazing woman when I was in Ibiza and I was doing um, a ceremony for Ricky Lake for her um, her dearly departed ex-husband. And I got the chance to meet this amazing woman surrounding with beautiful friends at this amazing place. And her heart is just one of gold. And she mm-hmm. brings so much joy and love into the lives of people. But not just that, she has what is called an inner wisdom. And, you know, a lot of people call her a soul whisperer. And she has conscious language. And she's the expert of helping people get into wealth and consciousness and being able to help them to provide them with more understanding of themselves and how they are relating to when it comes to abundance and prosperity consciousness. Um, She's been featured in Forbes, recognizing her work for the past 22 years supporting people to redefine what it means to have wealth in order to realize their fulfillment. And, you know, one of the things that I I really love about her is whatever she does, she does it with grace and beauty. She has a new book that you can get that's out that's called Journey Back to Yourself for Those Who Have Lost Their Way. And she is here with us in studio to talk about all the beautiful things that she represents and wants to bring to the world for you to know about so that you can better your lives and continue to stay lit. Welcome, Laura. (laughs) Thank you for being here, my love. Thank you so much for such a heartfelt introduction. And I'm truly honored. I had tears coming into this conversation feeling the divine beauty that is present here for us to explore. So so thank you for welcoming me with such a generous heart. Oh, thank you so much for being here. And, um, you know, we need, we need powerful women like yourself who are bringing messages to the world to help us to continue to move through these very difficult and challenging times. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I just want to go into, you know, your path. Now, you know, how did it come about for you in coming into who you are to feel the need and the love and and the passion to bring these messages to people? When did you start realizing that you were meant to be uh, this powerful force to bring a voice to the people? Hmm. Well, I feel... I, as is the case for so many light workers and people that are focused on the path of what I call the beauty way, it was initiated through a very traumatic event, which was the loss of both of my parents to a dual suicide over money stress. And that was when I was 29 years old. So I was right in the heart of my Saturn return for those that are familiar with uh, that prominent time in our life where we 
have profound experiences that are intended to shake us awake, so to speak. Uh, so I was right where I needed to be with that and had a very intense uh, experience. I ended up battling, uh, won their estates, came into a lot of money very suddenly. And I like to say I had a almost felt like an energetic umbilical cord attached to my father and his operating system and what he defined to be as freedom. And I went down a similar path that he had gone down. So I was invested in the stock market and companies uh, that I really didn't have a deep connection to, all for the purpose of accumulating material wealth. And amassed quite a fortune. So I was successful in that way. And then in 2000, I was gifted, and I do believe with all of my being that it was a gift, I was gifted the tech collapse. And I lost everything. I lost everything I had made in their estate. I lost everything that I had made in the stock market. I was faced with a foreclosure, and I was also in an abusive relationship. And that was the choice point for me. I I was really facing the same choice that they had made and was probably three months away from ending my life. And instead, I chose what I think is one of our greatest superpowers, which is vulnerability. And I told my best friend at the time that I couldn't go on. I shared all of my most ashamed bits and just the deep grief and sadness and disorientation that I was feeling. And it was this profound moment of exchange. It was, uh, I'd never experienced an eye gazing uh, ceremony before, but that was organically what it was. And there was very few words shared, but I felt seen and I felt just this pinprick of hope in my heart. And I went and sat on um, a couch and in front of me on the coffee table was a book I'd never seen before. I believe it was divinely placed. And it was a book on Chinese numerology, the science of numbers. And I discovered there's nine distinct life paths. I realized mine is a nine, uh, which is the path of letting go and let God. And in the first paragraph, it summarized in detail everything that had, I had experienced. You may lose loved ones. You might be facing a natural disaster. I was also dealing with a forest fire in some land that I had owned. Uh, and you might lose money in the stock market. But if you can learn to surrender and let go, you'll have the most incredible life filled with purpose and passion and service beyond your wildest imagination. So that was my awakening. Uh, I know that's a cliche word, but I literally felt that I was seen, that there was some divine conspiracy. There was something that was running the show and that I was more than just a human being. There was a purpose to my pain. Didn't know what it was at the time. I was living in Colorado and I started to spend a lot of time in nature climbing 14,000 foot peaks and swimming in lakes. And I just started to receive downloads and transmissions uh, that I began to embody over the course of time. And here I am 22 years later, I'm still a work in progress, um, but I do believe that I am uh, living the prophecy of that book. And especially at such a poignant time in our human evolution, uh, courtesy of the pandemic and so many people reorienting themselves 
into what I feel is a deeper opportunity uh, to live truly wealthy, fulfilling lives. Absolutely. First of all, let me just um, acknowledge your courage and strength because losing your parents in a dual suicide and then being able to continue to push forward to build and create foundation for yourself and then to lose that and then to step into a greater awareness of surrender, um, understanding what it means. I mean, I've been in situations where, and I'm, and you know, I've gone to places where I've had a, a lot of wealth and, um, and then, you know, I mean, you name it, I had it. And then all of a sudden I would lose all of it. And my way of dealing with it was to use that as a lesson for me that I don't need to accumulate things that I don't really need but really begin to see like what is really connecting with me, my heart, my soul, my, 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 my core energy, which is to serve and to be there for the people. Um, and that was a very valuable lesson for me, you know, having the house and Beverly Hills and, you know, uh, the fancy cars, even though I still, I love my car. I still have my car. Um, that was one thing I could salvage, but the, everything else I lost. And I had like, all my Bitcoin, which I had so much Bitcoin gone, all my money gone, you know, down to zero in my bank accounts, you know, maxed out credit cards, the whole bit. And it was such an awakening. So I really feel connected to what you're talking about and what mm. you're sharing and your what you what you just shared with us. Um, it's really dear and near to my heart uh, because it's such a humbling um, experience that we put so much emphasis on money and so much emphasis on material possessions as a way to feel safe and to feel grounded and to feel as if we have uh, made it in life, which I find mm. very fascinating um, concept. Um, mm -hmm. My question um, to you, you know, you come into this suicide, like let's just, just I just wanna go there for a moment, right? Because your journey is so profound. Both of your parents, you know, you know, my father was a multi, multi-millionaire and he um, had a bad situation with business that happened where his whole everything got, I mean, I think he was like sued $17 million or something like that. And by the time he paid that back, he thought he was going to be able to pay it all back, but then he couldn't. And so he had to file for bankruptcy and he lived this lavish life. And he used to always, you know, sit with a gun and tell me that, uh, you know, um, I, I, you know, I could commit suicide, but, you know, I'm not going to, but I could. And he would always say that. And I was always scared that he might do it, you know, but then it, it, he just, you know, he didn't, which is great. And, you know, my father ended up dying um, a poor man. You know, he lost everything. Um, but what he did gain was, because before when he had money, he wasn't really close to me and my sister. And then when he actually um, died, he became, uh, before he died, he became closer in emotion and, and so forth. Do you feel that um, when that happened with your family, um, did you feel that there was some part of you that felt like it had to get what they couldn't have 
to in order to feel uh, okay with their death? Sorry, can you say that just a little bit differently? So I'm sure I'm understanding the question. Yeah, so like, you know how they killed themselves because of money, right? And then afterwards, you want to create all this wealth and, and stuff for yourself. Do you feel like that was some part of you saying, I'm going to do this um, because I'm not going to have that be a part of my experience? Or, or like, what was the feeling that came over you to make more money after seeing what happened to them? Mm. I think I wasn't conscious in any of it. I was very much still in my grief. I was very much just, you know, following the motions of, to your point, what I thought was going to be the origin and the basis of my security. Right. And, and so, and I do believe in destiny path. I do very much believe, you know, that Everything that unfolded in their journey. This is one of the chapters I, I wrote, which is a gift, um, the gift of my parents' suicide. And yep. I actually received a transmission from them from the other side. When I finished writing that, there was massive relief in their journey in coping with the choice that they had made. So to your point, I, I do feel that it's part of a grander unfolding that is the ultimate zeitgeist of our time. I won't say for everyone, but for those that are choosing to wake up to the truth of who they are and the true basis for flourishing and for security and freedom. So I wasn't conscious. I, I wasn't in this place of I'm going to now make all this money because I inherited it, you know? So... I think in reflection, there was a lineage of unworthiness because it was never really mine. And the energetics of that money were all cloaked in fear. And my dad used to really lecture to me about financial freedom. And even though they had amassed millions, they were never fundamentally free. He was always a prisoner of his mindset and what I call the mental shackles of material preoccupation. And so, and so, yeah, it was not a conscious, let me conquer money. So I get a sense of, it was just an unconscious unfolding of Mm -hmm. the trauma I had felt. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I wanted to ask you because there's a lot of people who are listening and they're doing unconscious things, right? We all do unconscious things. And what I what I what I'm hearing you say is that these unconscious things that we do that lead us into these uncomfortable situations in our life mm-hmm. are a part of this bigger picture, right? Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. that's why I'm digging because I I really Absolutely. want to. Absolutely. Yes. A lot of people who yes. are going through that right now, right? Yes. So what would you how what how do you what would you say for these people to be able to mm. understand that path? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, to the big picture symbolism, I always think of it and equate it to a divine drama. Mm-hmm. And we're all casting characters to fulfill particular roles, to reflect back or to amplify within us a deep knowing of who we truly are innately, yeah. uh, which is not quantifiable. It's not based in the external. All of the things we've been taught to believe we will find outside of ourselves. This is a massive reorientation process 
to what I feel is about realizing when we go within, we never go without. So for me, the divine drama, my parents, uh, they win Academy Awards for fulfilling their roles perfectly, truly, truly. And so for anybody listening, um, I believe right now we're really being invited to connect to the true essence of our identity which we can do through our perception and the lens in which we're viewing our trials and tribulations. If we're looking at the day-to-day drama of our lives from the standpoint of ego and personality and what we could call the three-dimensional platform, it can be very dense, it can be very exhausting, and it can be very constrictive. And what I feel we're being invited into is to operate from our soul's perspective to be able to realize that these experiences are actually part of a spiritual classroom or a soul curriculum, which is giving us this opportunity to truly come into harmony with the essence of who we are. God's children, spirit incarnate, love incarnate, light incarnate, however you want to frame that. To me, this is the golden opportunity of this age is to really turn within and to really connect and ask for guidance, ask for support. You know, that's that's the other thing that I think we're all really being invited into is really asking our guides, our angels to step in, you know, to give us the guidance, to give us the insights for those times when we feel that we can't go on. Because those break breaking points, I know for me, when I was going to kill myself, I actually realized I do need to kill myself, but I need to leave my body out of it because I also knew it's the ultimate recycling program, right? It's not really an out um, that I had an opportunity to truly liberate myself. So to operate from a higher perspective and to be deeply compassionate with ourselves right now, just deeply compassionate. Can you say that again? Because there's a lot of people who need to hear that last bit. Deeply compassionate. And, you know, the essence of compassion is with suffering. So I, I say really suffering is when we have an attachment, when we assign our worth and our identity to the external, when we forget that we are connected to this greater spirit, to God, to infinite resource of source. That is when that depression starts to happen. And so when we can start to meet ourselves with grace, which comes from inviting in a broader perspective. So it's always about asking the right questions. And by rights, I mean being solution-based, keeping our attention, which is our greatest commodity, in the heart space, asking the guides, asking the angels, asking our higher self, whatever it is that you most resonate with, to show you, to give you insights. How is this happening for me? Um, How is this actually a catalyst, a divine catalyst for me to come into greater congruence with who I am, my life's purpose, and a life that's truly based in fulfillment. I have found for myself that when I open myself, and my heart has had to break open in those moments, um, when I open myself to receiving the guidance, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to happen in the moment. And spirit operates in symbolic ways, and it does whisper to us. And, you know, the decibels will get louder and louder 
if we're off center and not necessarily in that place of compassion and grace with ourselves. But I believe with all of my heart, everything is unfolding for the benefit of all of us and for a greater plan. And by greater, I mean that which is based in love and light and creating a world that works for everyone. And we're in a renovation period. You know, we're in a demolition zone. So I say, if you're renovating a kitchen or you're creating something new, there's a demolition period. And we're all standing amidst the rubble right now. But I'm just inviting everyone to focus their powerful imagination on imagining and feeling and embodying a world that feels harmonious, that honors all beings. Um, but we have to be the change. We have to feel that. We have to be in love with our future um, more so than fearful of the present or the past. And so that's a, that was a joyful rampage. But um, <laughs> I, love it. Wonderful I love it. Absolutely adore it. Because it was exactly what people need to hear. It's exactly what what really touches me, you know, for me going through that period really opened me up to realize really where my love and my passion really lies, which is in serving the people, spending more time with spirit, being in nature, honoring my ancestors, like being the way I was when I, when I was young and training in shamanism and just really realizing what makes me feel good and what, mm. what feels good. And the moment I did you know, money came back to me and business started blowing up, better mm. opportunities came, you know, and doors that closed that were actually really not good for me and my image and who I was closed and then bigger doors opened to support my image and who I was. It was like, almost mm. like saying, we've got to bring you all the way down and you're going to have to go into it with, with love um, and, and nurturing, if you're going to make it through, because you, if you beat up on yourself and, and go into the spiral of, mm. you, know, I, you know, this horrible dark spiral, which I, I could have went into because I saw it and at any moment I could have got sucked in mm. every single thing you mm. have said, Laura, everything you have said is literally the foundation of what I went through and what other people are going through. And your mm. wisdom is so needed right now for people mm. on the planet because a lot of people are going through this complete deconstruction to rebuild something that's more honest and authentic and honorable to themselves versus mm -hmm. it being all about everyone else, you know? And mm -hmm. I think that's so important um, cause it really helped me to, to, to realize like, wow, I see why spirit has brought me down to nothing because I needed to remember what was important to me and what wasn't. It's not about mm. how many likes I have. It's not about how many people follow me or people see me on TV or whatnot. It's about how much I'm nurturing myself and balancing mm. that out with nurturing others. So I want to go into like, what do you feel is the most costly illusion that people buy into these days? Mm. Well, exactly what you were sharing, that their worth and their value resides in the external. Whether that's in the accolades in their job, whether that's social media likes, responses, whether that's in their bank account or their crypto account. 
to connect our, <clears throat> our worth and our value to that which is fleeting is a recipe for suffering. And ultimately, I feel, you know, whenever we feel like the rug is getting pulled out from underneath us, spirit wants us to know we are the rug. When we invest in the foundational basis of who we are as vibrational beings, that is what allows us to really be in that state of authentic abundance. So for me, that's the most costly narrative and the cost, most costly orientation of focus and perception is that <clears throat> external orientation for a right. sense of identity, mistaken identity, really. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. I love talking to you. You're such a, a it's so lovely. Thanks so, for the reflection. Of course. So of, of the many insights and tools that you provide your readers, can you tell us a little bit more about radical gratitude? Yes. Yes, I'd love to. I think for the listeners, um, I don't think gratitude is something new. Uh, I will say that the gratitude practice in and of itself, which I initiated probably a year or so after that powerful choice point, was extremely potent in first and foremost, getting me bought into my life again, because I was in that dark hole that you referred to. And so I'll speak first about an essential gratitude, which can be a bridge for people who are really feeling the densities of our time or depression. I invite um, the people that I serve to do a gratitude practice. It's really important to know that we do not need to be perfect. This is about shifting the inner ratio of our attention more often in the direction of what we're grateful for, possibility thinking, and what we appreciate. So I invite people to begin that in the morning because it sets the energetic tone for the day or in the evening, finding three things you're grateful for. It can be absolutely anything. And we know we're doing it right because it feels good, right? If we're not grateful for our life, we're judging it. And we know what it feels like to be judgmental. So the gratitude practice three things a day, four times a week is like a mental fitness gym, okay? And when we remember that our thoughts and our beliefs and our consciousness is the origin of what we're creating in our lives, this is the primary nutrition piece that is so important. And a lot of people are focused on the smoothies and the exercise and the Pilates, and that's what uh -huh. I refer to as secondary nutrition. And it's, it's, it can be great, but I also know a lot of people that are judging themselves, bullying themselves. They didn't do plank long enough. They didn't do this. They could have eaten better, which is a scarcity mentality that's continuing to perpetuate the same vibration. So to begin a gratitude practice, three things you're grateful for, but no repeats. And this is powerful because otherwise we start to get into a generic type of a vibration. And the purpose of this is to activate a higher vibration. Now, appreciation is the highest vibration we can offer along with love. So that's an excellent practice to start. And sometimes, you know, it's like going to the gym. You know, if we don't work out for a while, the muscle atrophies, it doesn't go anywhere. So the gratitude muscle is still there. It's just that sometimes, yes. Did you want to say? No, 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 sorry. It's my old Okay. Uh, okay. Just the gratitude practice is so powerful because it helps to exercise the appreciation muscle. 
And so what we focus on expands, which means what we appreciate appreciates. So when we elevate our vibration, we start to not only feel better, but we're attracting based on how we feel. So that starts to bring into our lives more to be grateful for opportunities and all of those wonderful things. So I would encourage people start with that. And when I say no repeats, it doesn't mean we can't like honor and appreciate our dog or our children. We just want to find an additional nuance to it. And it takes about 17 seconds to activate a vibration. So you want to sort of linger in the feeling tone of what that is for at least 30 seconds to a minute. So that's a practice of three to five minutes. If you do that four times a week, it will absolutely change the frequency, the foundational frequency of your mindset and your mental health. But it will also draw to you aspects of your heart's desires being fulfilled. So the radical gratitude is taking this to another degree of mastery. So oftentimes we're judging the challenges as being the things that are out to get us or that there is something wrong. Radical gratitude, when you've practiced enough of the other gratitude, is an opportunity to start to go into those experiences that have been trying, that have been challenging, where you've been triggered. And really starting to open yourself up into the deeper question of what are my upsets really setting me up for? What is a blessing that I can find in this experience that's ultimately bringing me into greater sovereignty, into greater self-mastery, into greater union with my essential self, whatever the case may be. So the radical gratitude practice would be Looking at the results. So if you're not experiencing flow and fulfillment and you're not high-fiving and feeling good in the category of relationships, health, career, or money, those are the four sectors that our thoughts manifest as humans. So you can look compassionately at your results, put your compassion hat on and acknowledge, okay, you know, I'm not really feeling flow and fulfillment in the subject of friendship right now. And then you can integrate deliberately that aspect into your journal and go on a deliberate hunt and look for what you can appreciate in the subject of friendships, right? And as you do that, you start to come into harmony, of course, with the vibration of attracting more friends and more tribe and whatever the case may be. So that's the essence of radical gratitude. That's beautiful. This is great. So let me me, um, me just kind of just you know, put that into my mind. So one form is basically like, if I was to say, I'm grateful for my fiance, I'm grateful for my kids. I'm grateful for being here in Norway. That's Mm. my three, right? Yep. Yep. And you'd want to linger at least a minute in each subject to really flush out and to really connect more deeply with the essence of, for example, what is a quality that you appreciate about Princess Marta? right? So you would write that down to the point where you're actually feeling it activated in your system. And for each one of the things, yeah. 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 And then the other one is to go through the four points of my life, love, money. Is it, what's the other one? Relationships, career, health, and money. Yeah. And money. Right. And then see if there's gratefulness in those areas or if there's flow, you said, if there's flow. 
<clears throat> yeah, so this is a little bit of a deeper nuance, but I'll, I'll throw it in there. So our perceptions are creating re- our reality. And we have two core perceptions. So we can perceive our life through the lens of lack, scarcity, and what isn't working. That is one consciousness state, which will create pain, drama, more challenges, right? That's how powerful we are as creators. Yes. The other option is to perceive through possibility, what is working, and what am I grateful for? And when we do that, that propagates more to be grateful for infinite possibilities because we're infinite creators and more to appreciate. So that becomes the foundation of how we're creating our results and our reality. So when we look at our results, which is relationships, health, career, and money, and we just tune in and I would write it down. I would write down friendship, family, romantic, career, money, health. So technically six categories. And I would tune in, I'd I'd check in with myself and say, overall, for the most part, doesn't have to be perfect. Am I feeling fulfilled? Am I feeling happy? Am I feeling a sense of joy in the subjects of... And then I'd go through them. And I would circle the ones, maybe it's one, maybe it's two, maybe it's three, where I'm actually not feeling that. Mm. And that's a very powerful point of power. Because then we can turn within. Now we're not instantly manifesting. All right. So there's a buffer of two to four weeks from our predominant vibrations out picturing and evidencing in our reality. So we kind of have to take that observation of, okay, so I'm not really thriving in my friendships and I'm not really thriving in my career. I'm going to go down memory lane with compassion and I'm going to just acknowledge which perception was the most dominant for me. Was I focused primarily in lack, scarcity, who pissed me off? Why didn't that happen? Why did whatever that consciousness state is? And when I can acknowledge with love and compassion, oh yeah, I did kind of get lazy in my thinking. I did kind of get caught up in that type of perception. I can connect the energetic dots as to why I'm not feeling fulfilled and why I'm having those experiences. Mm -hmm. So when you circle and you realize, okay, these two areas are not fulfilled, that's where you know you can invite those subjects into your radical gratitude. And it is astounding. I know you know how miracles and magic works, right? And our vibrational collaboration with that. It is astounding how many people say to me, oh my gosh, I did the radical gratitude and I started to bring this subject into my gratitude practice. and." I've received this and this reflection and I say, well, I'm, I'm not humbly surprised because I, I know how energy works and I know how powerful we are. Um, but yes, it's a, it's a very powerful to acknowledge what has been our predominant perception and to shift that. And a lot of times people are focused on, oh, I'll get the manifestation of the thing that I'm wanting. And I say, but it's the journey is not about the manifestation. It's about how you're feeling in the midst of the unfolding. And yeah, that will be a residual benefit. That'll be a bonus from spirit, but it'll come in a configuration we can't possibly perceive. Exactly. You know, so I'm like, just enjoy the fulfillment and do it for that reason because it feels better than to judge ourselves or to judge our lives or to judge others. Absolutely. I agree 100%. And all of this is found in your book, correct? It's found in my book. It's found on my website. 
Uh, people can reach out to me personally as well if they want support. I've got some online programs that are launching to support people during this recession time so that they're thriving. And uh, yeah, everything can be found. And I have an audiobook as well. And some Oracle cards that are coming out. Yay. Yeah. I love it. Well, this is great because Tribe, listen, you know, uh, this powerful woman has a plethora of information that is ready and available for you to be able to tap in and really begin to change the way in which you are operating in your life from the inner and the outer and really understand yourself in a deeper way. And I think that is such a beautiful thing that we need right now on the planet more so than ever because of what is happening with people and what they are feeling about themselves with all the calamities that are taking place. And Mm -hmm. um, Laura, if there's anything else you want to share with the tribe, I really appreciate you being here and sharing with us your fabulous book, your amazing spirit, and your words of wisdom. Oh, thank you. I just invite everyone to take a moment and deeply, deeply honor this powerful journey that you signed up for. Uh, I always say we didn't forge the signature on our soul contract. And I know sometimes it's hard to stomach and it can be so intense, but every single person that is on this planet chose to be here at this incredible time uh, in our human evolution. So I'm just sending lots of honor and reverence uh, to everyone and uh, may you deeply honor yourself and your journey as well. Thank you so much, Laura, for being here. We're so honored by your presence. And we look forward to having you back again on Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Um, I think it would be good for us to do an Instagram live at some point when you feel like you want to do that. So we can also bring that to people on Instagram. Mm. And um, yeah, I'm very grateful and thankful. I love you, my brother. I love Truly. you too. Yeah. I've created the Healing Temple because people all over the world want and need healing but don't have the access to those healers or can't afford them. One of the biggest high ticket items in the world today is remote healing, but some sessions cost hundreds to even thousands of dollars. And for only $10, the Healing Temple is a collective space for people to come together every Friday for 30 minutes. Participants are opening a wellspring of abilities, alleviating stress and brain fog, where the mind becomes more optimized and performance-based and where you learn to utilize energy to up-level your consciousness. The Healing Temple also helps to break down walls where you begin operating in awareness of wellness, feeling ambitious and inspired like things are really changing in your life. Inside the Healing Temple, you're also stepping into a world where you might experience phenomenons that you thought wasn't possible. Something as small as a chill or the hair standing on the back of your neck becomes like an opening door. Some members have even said they've experienced increased psychic abilities and that these sensations have intensified with following sessions. I've trained my powers to impact change and I've learned how to get results. Who doesn't want to feel good? The Healing Temple is not only beneficial to you, but also to those around you. Because when you're feeling good, you shine that positive energy onto others. Your partner, your children, your co-workers, even your dog or your cat. Everyone around you begins to feel better because you are feeling better. 
It's a rippling effect that's much needed on this planet. We need the Healing Temple more than ever right now because of all that's happening in the world, the social political structures, calamities, chaos, and feelings of hopelessness and despair. The social climate is on high and this pressure cooker is taking a negative toll on how many of us feel. The Healing Temple offers comfort on a global level because when more people are feeling good, the more kindness, generosity, and realness is generated. For only $10, I invite you to become part of the community that seeks to do good, to feel good, and to make this world a better place. Go to shamandurek.com and click the Healing Temple to join our wellspring of healing, restoration, and elevated consciousness. See you in the temple. Thank you so much for tuning in to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Tribe, I love you all so much. And if you want to stay connected, be sure to check me out on IG at Shaman Durek. And if you have any questions whatsoever, please visit shamandurek.com or contact info at shamandurek.com to learn more. And remember, tribe, no matter what, stay lit.